Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 240 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier video game podcast. We're so premier, we're getting you our year-end recap on January 8th. <laughs> You'll probably hear it January 9th. Uh, tonight in news, we're going to walk briskly through news so we can catch you up on our year. If you've not been listening, which you have been, so you will already know these all these picks. Uh, Assassin's Creed Jade Leak. What is that? Yuji Naka indicted. We have an update. Zelda-themed Switch OLED leak. I saw this picture, too. I'm not too sure about this one. What is Project Leonardo? Question mark. And we have your January PlayStation Plus games. Now that January is a third of the way through, fourth of the way through. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been a week. Yeah, it's been a week. I'm one of your hosts, Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster and Silverback PS1 collector, Brant McKee. What's up? <laughs> Just Silverbacks, Brant. Why is that your preference in uh, physical game media at this time? <laughs> uh, Please elaborate on the benefits. Because that's exactly uh, what they did. And to save money, they didn't care about putting that uh, black dye in. And they produced those, what was it, six games or something like that with Silverbacks uh, up until 2019. So. No Chrono Cross is one of them. You've discovered Final Fantasy... Is that anthology? It's, it's Final Fantasy Origins, Final Fantasy... Chronicles. Uh, Chronicles, which has Chrono four, Trigger and, four. and Chrono Trigger. Yeah, and then Anthology, which has uh, five and six. Five and six. Chrono Cross. Did any of the, oh, mainline, yeah, Final, the... Any of the mainline Final Fantasy games get the Silverbacks? No. Which one did I open? Chrono Cross? I, th- I think you have a greatest mm. hits of Chrono Cross. Yeah, I think I opened one on here. Joining us, uh, ranking the Silverback PS1 games, is Loremaster... And pet resident page master, Cesar Concepcion the second. Welcome, sir. Hello. How are you? Ginky. What is your favorite PlayStation One Silverback title? Uh I don't know. Pick one. It doesn't matter to me. What is your favorite Sega Saturn Silverback title? Then just be all of them. I think it is all of them. They didn't get a funky cool die, did they? Mm-mm. No. They didn't to have anything piracy. Like that. Well, PS2 uh, CD-ROMs got that purple disc. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool. Because people would tell us in the store, my my console won't play blue bag discs. Give me one that's not a blue bag. It's like, this is a CD-ROM. They're, they're all that way. You might be hosed. Oh, let's get into news. Oh, my God, it's been 15 minutes in. Over 20 minutes of Assassin's Creed Jade footage has leaked. Mm-hmm. This comes from Tom Ivan and VideoGamesChronicle.com. The upcoming mobile game takes place in China. More gameplay footage of a Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed codename Jade has leaked online. They haven't officially announced this, correct? I'm behind on my Assassin's Creed. They, it was in um, that big Assassin's Creed presentation that they did, but it was one of those. It's just like we have all of these yeah. things that are coming out, and Assassin's Creed Jade is one of those projects, and it's they announced that it's for mobile, but hadn't really elaborated on much of the details. But this is like so 20 something minutes. Just a bullet point. Yeah. yeah. 20 something minutes of gameplay. How did it look? Did you look at the video? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, no. <laughs> is it gone excitedly. now? Is it gone now? No. The top one's still one down is. at the bottom. Yeah, the bottom one's down there. Infiltration um, gameplay. Surprisingly, I mean, it looks like Assassin's Creed gameplay as you would know it, but it's oh. it's on like a cell phone, which is Pop- pretty crazy. Poppin's pretty brutal as that guy runs up to the palace. Oof. Yeah. Eesh. 
but that's still an early build too. So either that or this is the um, Sonic uh, Frontiers of Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> Everybody sour on it to start with, or you're just saying it's like a open world madness? Oh, just saying with the pop in. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you go back to Sonic Frontiers? Mm, no, I got to the second area and just kind of fell off. Started playing everything else. We're not going to hear it in your 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 yearly review. No. I was looking to see. I found Portal Two today. I was looking to see if I had it. This gameplay looks solid. It is. It looks pretty damn good. One of the videos shows off the character creation process, followed by 15 minutes of gameplay. As the players tasked with protecting. Yongning Village from Attackers. The other takes place in Yangzhou City. It shows the player taking a leap of faith before stealthily infiltrating the district governor's residence to find and steal a permit. Then they exit the location and whistle for their mount before heading off on horseback. Ubisoft hasn't officially revealed much about Jay. The, the title is thought to be a co-development with Chinese gaming giant Tencent, which, introduced, which announced a major strategic partnership with Ubisoft in September. It looks solid. As Brant mentioned, Jade is one of six upcoming Assassin's Creed games discussed during a Ubisoft product showcase in September. The next console and PC game in series will be 2023's Assassin's Creed Mirage. The next flagship series entries after Mirage are codenamed Red and Hex and will be released as part of the new Assassin's Creed ad. Got to add, I'm sorry. I don't know what the rest of that is. <laughs> I'm just looking at the screenshot. <laughs> Uh, will be part of the new Assassin's Creed Infinity franchise hub. So is that a new trilogy of games? Is that what they're calling that yeah. hub? It, no, it's just like a... It's almost like a launcher of sorts. It's honestly. like a table of contents. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, Launch the game you want to play off of it. We're doing this launcher. weird shit where you pop so in a Assassin's disc. Creed game launcher. Yeah. Like Call of Duty, where you want to play the campaign, but it downloads 18 other things first before you get to mm-hmm. the campaign. 85 versions of uh, Warzone. Warzone. Warzone and Spec Ops and everything else. Zombies. And then they force you to play Ghost again because they install Ghost for you. <laughs> the Wii U version? Was that our last episode? Was the Wii U Ghost episode? Did anybody buy a copy? No. <laughs> I think you won't either. <laughs> if I find one out in the wild, I will, but I'm not searching for one. Yeah, I might be in the same boat. That value is going to drop unless Wii U stuff just goes absolutely bonkers, bad shit, crazy. Which I don't really think it's going to, especially with titles like that. Unless they put it on the list of the only game to not get a port. Yeah. <laughs> These Wii U titles haven't come to Switch. Call of Duty Ghost. <laughs> yeah. Black Ops 2. <laughs> Black Ops 2 as well. You're right about that. Next up, Yuji Naka indicted in Square Enix Insider Trading Case. The developer allegedly purchased almost 900000 of stock based on insider information. This comes from Jordan Midler at VideoGamesChronicle.com. Sonic the Hedgehog co-creator Yuji Naka and former Square Enix employee Taisuke Sasaki have been formally indicted following their arrest for alleged insider training offenses. Um, God, these ads are skipping all over the place. Um, According to NHK... The, go ahead, Brant. I was just saying, yeah, it's for some reason, it's pretty bad today. I don't know, man. Ads. It's not just me. It's not my old-ass iPad that I bitch about every episode. I got uh, my my VPN is finally paid off. I have zero ads. Everything's been blocked. Oh, nice. So he's crossed over to the true timeline. 
according to NHK, the Tokyo District Public Prosecutor's Office, or TDPPO, has determined that Naka had confidential information that Square had planned to develop a Final Fantasy spinoff, Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier, with mobile developer A-Team Entertainment. Using this information, the Sonic the Hedgehog creator purchased 144.7 million yen, which is around $834,000 of company stock with the knowledge that stock value in the company would rapidly rise following the public announcement of the collaboration. Wayne for his quote to come out. I said, I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Sasaki also allegedly purchased uh, $787,000 of stock. It is clearly unclear when Naka or Sasaki will stand trial. Uh, it was alleged at the time of his first arrest that Naka was also implicated in a similar scheme surrounding the mobile game Dragon Quest Tact, developed by Aiming. So if y'all remember, we talked about him being arrested one week and then also <laughs> another indictment the next week. Yeah. Hands in and out of jail, man. Rough holidays for him. He's got to go fast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> at the time of the first arrest, Square Enix publicly committed to working with authorities on the matter. We've been fully cooperating with requests from Securities and Exchange Services Commission, it said, as the investigation by the Tokyo or the TDPPO is underway. I knew it would come back yeah. up. That's why I appreciated it. Is underway. We will continue to fully cooperate with the investigation. We deeply regret the great concern this has caused to all concerned. Are the concerned really concerned? Uh, we have dealt with this in this incident strictly, including internal disciplinary actions taken against the suspected employees. Okay. Yuji Naka. He may have plenty of time on his hands to develop new things. I'll Sequel to Sonic 20, uh, 2006. Sonic 2007? Yeah. Is it like oh, how no. we keep getting sequels to year 2020? Yes. We're in 2020-3, like Final Fantasy. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for him to come out with the brewing idea. He just does a yearly release for Sonic and just calls it Sonic 2K22. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is an intriguing premise. <laughs> oh, my God. But it's just a Flash game. <laughs> Sonic 2K. He said he got to go fast, man. <laughs> so, are, are you thinking Sonic 2K23 might just be a roster update, depending on his uh, available tool set and yeah, it's, uh, incarceration? You have, to, you have to pay for the upgrade and you get to play a Shadow. It's the exact same game, but you play a Shadow. With a gun? <laughs> Do we know? Like, is he locked up? Like, what is this? They're so private about their legal system and stuff. Like, these indictments come down. And it's like, where did they go? Is he in jail? Is he available to develop stuff? Is he working with anybody? Like, what's his status? Sure, mm, unless he's developing independently, I'm pretty sure no developer's gonna be working. Yeah, it's kind of like a no-go right now, right? I would guess. Uh, I wouldn't chance it. I steal your information or buying stocks and something you're developing. Yeah, <laughs> here's Which... something's coming down the pipeline. That was probably not the best investment on his part, considering Square Enix already announced that they're going to shut down the First Soldier game because it's just not doing well. I got confused on that. They announced so much Final Fantasy VII stuff. It was almost like that Nebula Final Fantasy VII or whatever they called it back in the day when Advent Children came out and the phone game and Crisis Core and... Was the Vincent game called Dirge of Cerberus? Dur yeah, Dirge of Cerberus. Like all that stuff came out at one time. Yeah, remake of Dad, those cowards. Do what? Remake of Dirge of Cerberus, those cowards. <laughs> is that another one? That's another one I'm scratching my head. I'm like, is it that bad? I think it grew 
I think it grew more popular as it aged. Cult hit. Yeah, but I don't think it's super cult hit, but like a like a mild cult hit. I, I, well, it's like people shitted on it when it came out, and I think it's grown on some people because I, I yeah. saw some talks about people like, ah, oh, this is not that bad. It's not a it's great decent. game, but it's, not it's that decent bad. guys. Give it a go. I mean, there's you know a shit ton of shitty games that came out since then, so here we are. Brent, have you got an OLED Switch yet? No, I have not. Would you? Might you be interested in one coming out next year? Oh, possibly if it's Zelda themed. What? What? Are you serious, Brent? What is that? What do you mean? Oh, yes. <laughs> rumors, rumors <laughs> abound of this uh, Nintendo Switch Zelda themed OLED. Since we've gotten what we've had an Amazon Crossing regular Switch, we've had the Pokemon themed OLED, and I mean, technically this year we're supposed to be getting um, the sequel to Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So it's a pretty damn big release. Wouldn't it make sense to also get a Legend of Zelda themed Switch along with that? You think this is it? Part of this looks like a fake mock-up. I don't know. This is this is one of those. It's. I mean, it's. We'll do our best to explain it, but I'm sure uh, a lot of people have already seen it. But looks like that photo where you got to tell if the dress is black or blue or white or gold. (laughs) (laughs) So are we sure this is not be a black and blue Zelda case? And Uh, I don't know. I see gold and green. What about you guys? Yeah. So so the Joy Cons. Uh, the left Joy-Con is uh, gold with green, and the right one is gold with uh, some white. See, I see a light blue there. I see blue and black. (laughs) 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 The the dock is uh, white with with gold accents uh, featuring the uh, the Hylian symbols, uh, as well as some, some Hylian writing. I mean, the dock is sexy. I just don't know if I would buy it for the Joy-Cons. So. Yeah, the Joy-Cons the are not great. all yeah, that. The dock, the dock is sexy, yeah. Joy-Cons are the part. Although, I mean, it, just, just looking at these photos, it's... Uh, it looks like the, act, the actual Switch on the back of it has some, like, ripple effects on the back of it, too, just kind of like the dock does. It's got those same crop circles that mm-hmm. are on the Joy-Con. And it's it's really really hard to tell, honestly, because I mean this this could be fake. Um, it's probably one of those fucking like PDP <sighs> skins. Get your Zelda skin pack for Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know. To, 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 either it's one hell of a Photoshop, uh, or they went to a lot of links to print this shit on that cardboard box because it's. I mean they're they're showing it on the box. Right. I don't know, man. Chances like are high. Box. Chances are high that they'll do a. Yes. They'll do this. Chances are high. I mean, they yeah. did it for every like eighty-five different Pokemon. So. Oh shit! I scrolled down. I see the front of it now. Yeah, the, that's the front. Yeah, the supposed uh, marketing thing. Yeah, and that's oh. the thing is, there's. I mean, if you look at the pictures, there's there's shadows, there's glare off the box. Um, I mean, they're playing Pokemon in the pictures below, right? Yeah. With what though? That's not the same console. No, that's a regular. Um, it might just be in a different Switch OLED. But okay, somebody uh tagged the extra photo on Imager. <laughs> One too many photos. And if you keep scrolling down, they have the stuff in the box. I mean, it's 
Oh wow, yeah, that's legit. So I mean, it it. it I'm not with, saying it is legit. It looks with legit. all of these. Yeah, with all of this here, it looks it looks legit. But I mean, this is not what I wanted. I wanted a more powerful console. <laughs> oh, the Same. Switch Pro that got canceled. Same. Supposedly. Sure it did because uh, we we went through that what last year where the developers were saying, please don't do this half step upgrade. Don't do it. Yeah, this wasn't even a half step. It was just a prettier screen. Mm-hmm. Not a better battery or load time or anything. I just want. I just. I don't know, man. I don't want this shit. I got a. I got a bad feeling about this Zelda game. It's either going to be like super optimized and it Ooh, runs like a dream, yeah. or this is the thing that brings the Switch to its knees and everybody's pointing at Nintendo like, please, we told you. Now you got this awesome game and it runs like booty hole on your console. It'll be it'll be our story of the year where there everybody's on Twitter like, we have a first gen Switch. That fans running nonstop playing that game. Yep. Or, or, hear me out. Oh God, here we go, Brent. They, they wind up getting. We get a little bit closer to the release date. They say, "Listen, we're we're still working to make this game the best we can. We're gonna delay it out a little bit longer." And then we get the announcement later that for the next generation Switch, whatever it is. And then once again we have a cross generation Zelda title. And then or it won't Switch matter. Switch two or whatever. Yeah, it won't it. it won't matter if it sucks because did anybody really talk about Breath of the Wild on Wii U? No, because everybody was was baffled about and and just taken away back uh by it running on the Switch and yeah. the the whole Everything about the Switch. The fact that it was portable and all that. Yeah. yeah. Where <laughs> the one on Wii U, uh, you said you had family members. That, that's how they played it. It wasn't the best that, way to play it, version. but that's how they played it. That's what it was designed co- for. Yeah, I got a coworker who put in like 100 hours and then he loved that <laughs> one. Yeah. You play what you got, right? And that was it was mm-hmm. a serviceable copy. It wasn't, it wasn't the premium one, but... Mm-hmm. I, I will find I will find that thread for you, Brand. There was a thread on on Twitter. Somebody tried to start that game, and they're like, "Oh, the Wii U was the better version," and he got decimated. <laughs> oh gosh, is it, it really bad? I I don't know, man. It, it was a weird whole conversation on that thread. It's like, what? You never played the Switch one? Personally, I've never <laughs> I've never played that version, but I could I could understand how. I'll stream it one it, day. It, it probably it, it's probably just not going to be optimized like the Switch version was. Yeah. Even just off the disc, you know, that just the stream, the capacity of the cartridge versus the disc would have been a would have been a huge step up. Mm-hmm. All right, look forward to. Was this game delayed? Was Tears of the Kingdom delayed? I, it I thought, was, but I thought I heard something about it, but I think it's still it's still for me, right? I think it's still me. Yeah. May 12th. That was the last thing as we finally got okay. the, the release date for yeah. May of this year. Well, was delayed for some reason. What was that? Is that sorry? With a demo for uh, Metroid Prime. It comes with the demo. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's just buying this game for the Metroid Prime demo. Yeah, at this point, do you really release Metroid Prime 4 on current gen? I mean, Switch can probably do the trilogy fine, but. I don't, I don't think that's going to be. Do you do the new one on there? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's happening with that game. I don't think so either. 
next up, PlayStation 5 Accessibility Controller Kit Project Leonardo announced. Designed to remove barriers to gaming. This comes from Sauramon. Oof, I read that totally backwards. I was like, holy. I thought it was the PlayStation blog, and I was like, Sauramon made it. He's out. <laughs> Yeah. He's free. Uh, website. From, he's, a, he's, he's going to the Sony website. <laughs> this comes from Sal, Gama, Sal Romano at Gamatsu, not PlayStation blog. Sal Gamatsu. Sal Gamatsu. <laughs> Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced Project Leonardo, an accessibility controller kit for PS5 that aims to make gaming more accessible for players with disabilities. Accessibility is an important topic to us at PlayStation. We want to continue raising the bar to enable every gamer to experience the joy of play. Whether it's the robust accessibility options in PlayStation Studios games like Sony Santa Monica's God of War Ragnarok or Naughty Dog's The Last of Us Part 1 or the wide array of features in our PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 console UI, we're passionate about reducing barriers to play for every gamer. Ah, this was a CES thing. I was like, why did this come up? This was in the CES uh, briefing. Mm -hmm. Today at CES, we announced the next step in our journey to make the gaming to make gaming more accessible. Project Leonardo for PS5. Developed with key contributions from accessibility experts, community members, and game developers, Project Leonardo is our codename for a new highly customizable controller kit that works out of the box to help many players with disabilities play games more easily, more comfortably, and for longer periods. It's highly accessible. It's kind of a roundish-looking controller when you look at it. They're two, like, UFO-shaped controllers that are They are two separate things, yeah. That are they seemingly are attached to like, uh, like a small little disc platform. One of them looks like it has a joystick on it. I'm not exactly. And the other one maybe like a thumb, sure. thumb yeah. nub type stick. And I'm sure you can buy bits and pieces of this. Piece yeah, they. To add. Mm-hmm. If you look at the other, the the one down at the bottom. It's uh, it looks like those the joystick or the thumb nub or anything can they, all those pieces can be changed out, uh, and that circle piece has uh, looks like six six like smaller uh, like rectangular buttons and then one large mm-hmm. rectangular button, mm-hmm. and then some with like bigger diamond shapes. Mm-hmm. So some configurations with eight buttons and some with like seven on there. And you can change them out however you want to. You can button map however however you want to. Set up different Project, profiles. Yeah, Project Leonardo is expandable through four 3.5mm aux ports to support a variety of external switches and third-party accessibility accessories. This enables users to integrate specialty switches, buttons, or analog sticks with the Project Leonardo controller. This is awesome. It can be used as a standalone controller or paired with additional Project Leonardo controllers or DualSense wireless controllers. It's a combination of everything. Mm-hmm. This is really, really cool. I feel like a lot of this started with, uh, I think it was last generation, we were able to, like, share a controller, like, you know, almost like Driver's Ed, where both people have a steering wheel and the gas and the brake and all that, that you can, like, mm-hmm. share movements in the controller, like, this person is not going to be able to pull off this move with a standard controller. And then I have this and I can press X or jump or whatever it ends up being. And then like, was it the end of last generation and like the start of this one, gen- whatever generations are anymore, yeah. we got that Xbox adaptive controller that I believe works on PlayStation stuff. Uh, yeah, I think, it, so. I think yeah. it works with just about everything. And I'm guessing that bit in there where they said 
other accessibility controllers, this type stuff will work on those that um, controllers. Did they call it adaptive? Is it adaptive controllers? The name of theirs? I believe so. Because it works on PC, Switch, Xbox, PlayStation. It works on them all. Uh, is that that uh, auxiliary cable, which is non-proprietary? It's, I think all yeah. of them use that. So. Yep. So that makes them standard across all their all their yeah. formats. Uh, Project Leonardo is currently in development. We continue to gather valuable feedback from the community. We'd like to thank all the wonderful organizations and accessibility experts who are supporting us in this effort. We're also grateful to everyone in the community who has advocated for greater gaming accessibility. You're the reason we do our work, and your passion inspires us every day. It's truly a privilege for us to create products that better serve your needs. We look forward to sharing more in the future, including additional product features and launch timing. I'm just reminded of someone playing Zelda with that uh, accessibility controller, and that was a really cool video. If, if y'all remember that, maybe like two years ago. Yeah. That was really neat. Someone who would not normally have been able to have access to that, suddenly that barrier is gone. And I know you say it all the time, you know, it's not necessarily something the three of us really think about. We t- we really take it for granted. And we have it every day. We before. just, yeah. We just we get in the we get in the game room, sit in front of the TV, grab our regular controller. Mm-hmm. But there's there's several people out there that 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 Millions. barrier that barrier now can be broken down. It's awesome, and it it'll be easier for them to to to, to play all the all the things you know we love, and now they can they can enjoy them too. Yep. And like, like they mentioned, it's already in the software. Like it's in Last yeah. of Us and God of War, and there's oh yeah, they've been color sensitivity settings mm. and and like skip puzzles and uh they've been going gangbusters with all of that they're yeah. they're they they've really worked hard on all those accessibility settings in all those games qt and and people who would not normally need a device like this can take advantage of that type stuff too like you don't want to hit qtes 12 times in a row you just want to hold the button it's there mm-hmm. so it's been great strides made in that kind of stuff I think that's a next-gen thing. I think having the bandwidth of the machines and the space on the disc and all that kind of stuff, it lends to something like this. Yeah. I don't think you could have done this as easily on N64 or you know, PS1, something like that, where you had all these multitude of options in your, yeah. in your uh, computing cycles or whatever you needed to draw from that machine or whatever you had on your physical media. Awesome. This is good news. An exciting introduction to place uh, to playstation i read the playstation blog an <laughs> exciting introduction to 2023 gaming for all i want everyone to be murdered in halo like i get <laughs> across <laughs> no barrier to halo murder no matter who you are all right somebody tell me about these playstation plus games once again excellent real, titles real quick we'll go over uh, these, I want to say they're actually, as of right now, they're all available uh, for download. <clears throat> so for your PS4, PS5, uh, jump right into Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Get ready y'all for both, the y'all sequel. Y'all just played through this, right? Uh, I played it oh, when right. it uh, had come hmm. out. Um, Cesar had played it last year. Mid last year? Late yeah. it, late last year? Maybe. Um, Good ass <laughs> game. Good ass game. Get ready for Jedi Survivor. Um, Fallout seventy six. Um, one of those games that had a really rough launch, uh, but apparently is pretty good. So, um, definitely at least claim 
all these games for sure. Uh, and then we have Axiom Verge 2. Uh, that is also a PS4, PS5. You do not have to have had uh, played the first Axiom Verge, apparently. You can just jump into Axiom Verge 2. It's a time skip or something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I've played neither. I have them, I have them both, but uh, yes, I have not played either. You've also played neither? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was, uh, he was all in, a, was that a Wii U version of Axiom Verge that was like what he was developing it for? Yep. And then one of the Nintendo Power people like left to go help him make the game and stuff? I think Thomas Happ is the guy's name. I might be misquoted. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. That's it for news. That's all well done, of the news. Let's get into our yearly recap. I just noticed something real quick. Hold on. In which we discuss the year in gaming for each one of us. Yearly things. We do discuss yearly things. Damn, I played Dead Space last year. I was looking at last year's list. That was Renee telling you about playing Dead Space again. <laughs> Play Dead Space. <laughs> Talking about the girlfriend or something in the second one that his story <sighs> had him all messed up. <laughs> Why do I know so much about that lore? I don't know. Renee feels some type of way about the girl. Renee feels some kind of way about the girl. <sighs> all right. I think I only have like one honorable mention. No, I'll just put them all together. I've got six games I'm going to talk about. I don't know what format we want to do. Go for it. Go for it. I'm not doing any tops. I'm just naming the the five games I liked. Yeah, I don't have any tops either. These were... So, uh, I guess we'll recap the year. Uh, There are 50, maybe 49 episodes you can go through to fully recap our year, if you would like. Um, I think, but those those listeners who have have stuck with us and, and been listening to us, you'll... None of these will come as a surprise very much. But it's always good to throw these names out there as like a yearly summary. Um, but I also did want to touch on some of my favorite like moments. Oh, that's what I was going to write down. Shit. Um, <laughs> it came to me. <laughs> I, certain things have to be mentioned, right? Even See, if, and I, I, I did all this last week. I did the cramming and sitting there and then we wound did up you putting, really? this, putting this show off for like two weeks <laughs> or a week and a half. 2024. Yeah. <laughs> no, um. I was thinking, I was looking back, I was like, you know, what happened this year? There was, I was hit and miss on certain titles. I've still played a good bit of retro. I played a lot of Halo. It was, it was pretty much a year like maybe the two before that were since I've gotten on this big Halo kick the past couple of years. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, but definitely, I think one of the big takeaways from this year, there's Renee in the chat talking about the Dead Space Girl. Uh, one of the big takeaways from this year is like the attention to either retro games or retro inspired games or retro collections. Um, I didn't play it. It's a it's gnawing at me every day that I have yet to play Atari 50, but it's supposed to be the de facto way to do a game collection with all the developer interviews. And um, they completed a game like that Sword Quest series. They finished that with uh, approval of the main creator of all the sword quest games back in the day. Um, they're finally documenting some of these stories. You'd always heard these stories about Atari. And now I guess people are far enough out of retirement that they can actually tell some of them. And those are recorded in this. Um, it's a documentary. It's a documentary about games. And as much it, this particular title got me thinking about, about my love of video games. It's, it's very much the actual games themselves, right? 
but and I think it's the reason we all are on this podcast. Um, it's the stories behind the games. It's why they come to be. It's what inspires these people. It's the trials and tribulations that they go through to to develop them. And not I'm not always talking about like the Jason Trier crunch stories and things like that, but uh, just the development hell that something goes through or the preservation efforts that a company like Digital Eclipse will do for, for this Atari collection or um, we've always maintained since I think the very first podcast, like we want more games playable for more people. So that's bringing things forward, uh, getting re-releases of old titles, these collections like this, uh, the adaptive controllers, more people are able to play. And I think maybe if we didn't get like gangbusters experiences this year, and there were some great games and you guys are going to talk about some great games. I'm going to talk about some great games that I had fun with this year. But even if we didn't make like these crazy moves and strides with next generation type stuff, I think we cemented and like spread out that true blue ocean thing that Nintendo was talking about as far as people playing games. And I've seen it happen in my household. We're all gaming now. It's it's the bug has officially bit everybody. So and you see things like with Fortnite and Among Us and all these other titles that that take over the news. Um, people are playing games. And it's awesome to see. And you know, that was just my quick, a quick yearly recap. I don't know if y'all had anything that maybe stuck out for you, or even a disappointment, a major disappointment this year, possibly. No, no. I mean, this. I don't think I played this much. I haven't played that much this year than I have in other years. You got started off on a major retro kick. You got the uh, what is this thing down here? Polymega. Yeah, you got the Polymega and went to town with it. Yeah. You were playing all sorts of disc-based stuff right off the rip. I mean, because I beat Panzer <laughs> Dragoon Saga, I beat uh, Police Knots. Uh, Cesar, you went to camera two. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting a good view of the door. Go back to camera one. All right, reel it, reel it in, reel it in, reel it in. <laughs> I guess I guess I'll just run down mine, and then we'll bounce yeah, around from ahead. there, right? Just like we do games play. And I'll add a little bit to each one. It's not, it's not going to be a major, major thing. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, which we all played. Was that cross-play when we played it, or did we all just play it on Game Pass? I remember only booting it up on Game Pass with y'all. So a Turtles in Time-esque glorious reboot of sorts, I guess. Just nonstop fun. Uh, I think Cesar will vividly remember my fight stick clicking in the background <laughs> in everybody's ears. Click, 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 click. But that night, I think the first time we played it, it was the th- was it the three of us on a stream? Yeah. And, and Renee. We got, Renee got in. Then we got Renee on there. After and then, like two levels. Yep. And we played later on at a certain point. I know my brother got on there with us and a friend of the show, Robbie, was playing at some point. I think we had six. We had the full six at one point. And it was just That's so different. much fun. I laugh so much. It's a great game. It's a perfect homage to those titles. Six players, come on. Great music. Awesome. Bring on more games like that. I need my... I don't have a physical copy yet of that one for some reason. I did buy four copies of Calabunga Collection this year, so I did my <laughs> did my part on that one. Uh, Among Us VR. Uh, Cesar sent a tweet about two months ago when that was announced and some influencer was playing it and it looked like pure chaos. And so I've played several rounds of Among Us VR and it is the best of online gaming. It is the worst of online gaming. I've heard some funny, crazy stuff. I've heard some god awful stuff that makes me want to boot people out of the out of the game completely. 
but it's so much fun. I finally understood the Among Us, uh, or Mahungus, as my children call it, (laughs) (laughs) the Mahungus thrill of the imposter and the accusations and all that stuff. And in, in, I've seen screenshots of like the 2D one and gameplay and stuff like that, but the 3D, uh, being able to see people and walk around and things like that, it really brought that, it really brought that experience home. Uh, Psychonauts. I've been playing this one recently, and this is uh, a platformer from the original Xbox. I remember selling this at retail and not many people being interested in it, and it quickly going to $20. But um, they don't make them like this anymore, and they didn't really make them then. This is it's a timeless game. It's like um, it would be akin to uh Watching Casablanca, it's still as good now as it was in 1939. This is an awesome, awesome game. And I was talking to Cesar about it the other day, and apparently I'm not done with it. <laughs> I'm like nowhere close. No, and I've been playing. I've been playing for a long time. Um, Brent, I'll do a little bit of games play. Brent, I'm at the. Uh, it's the kaiju level, as Cesar calls it. I'm in Kamachara or something like that. Is the oh. boss I'm trying to find? Yeah, you're 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 not close. <laughs> it's so well, good you're... though. Oh. I've played so much and it's so good. I'm like, God, this this is incredible. Uh, the, the the I will say this: you may get to the same point I got to. Uh, the end of that game almost broke me. When you get to the very end, it takes place in like a circus, and there's like the very last fight. Oh, don't tell this... me! Don't tell me! I knew who was in a circus. Don't tell me! Don't tell me! Don't tell me! Oh, I'm just. Well, there's some platforming in that very end that I think that was my hardest yeah. one. Oh, there, that's the difficulty part. It, yeah. It's that's yeah. There's there's this yeah. crazy like platforming. That was almost my quitting part. Yeah. And it yeah it it almost broke me. And then I wound up. I do this thing where if I hit a difficult part and I can't do it, I watch a video of somebody doing it just to like prove to myself it is possible. It is possible. <laughs> and just watch it, and I'm like, that's what I'm doing. That's what Look, I'm. Why is it not it. working for me? But um. Just just doing it and and watching it, um, I I psyched myself into finishing that game. But yes, the the end the end end is where you wind up hitting that like difficulty spike. See, I but feel it's, like I hit one it's a with good this game. Level. This boss is so freaking ridiculous hard. I cannot. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think good. part of it part of it my patience has run out because I'm over the kaiju thing. The the game's pacing and the levels and all that have been perfect so far. This one I feel like is a little stretched out in a way that's just not fun. Like I'm not enjoying climbing the buildings and trying to get the figments and the tanks are shooting at me and all you're doing is really using your new shield technique. Like I'm just over the, he's, um, Raz is like super plotty as he's plodding around as the kaiju Mm -hmm. in the city. And, but the bits with the, the lungfish and things like that are really funny. Like, uh, the telecaster saying that you're some god awful creature, and then they're like trying to get you to save everybody. It's a, the kaiju bit, as Cesar called it. Yeah. But uh, I could tell this game's special, and I've already ordered. I sent y'all a picture. I got the PlayStation VR one, and I got a physical copy of Psychonauts two. So those those have arrived. I I love everything about that game. If I could get all the yeah, if I could get all the action figures, and like if there if it was a pr- property like a regular property like a cartoon. Something's wrong with Doggin, man. <laughs> that guy's guy's great. I talked about him last episode, uh, but yeah. they took his brain now. So that's <laughs> like trying to go get his brain. You don't notice the difference now at this point, right? That's what everybody keeps saying. They're like, yeah. "No, he's just like that." I'm like, "No, I saw him take his brain." Yeah. The t- even the teacher's like, "No, he acts like that all the time." I'm like, "No, I watched it happen to him." Nobody <laughs> uh, me. Next up, uh, Apex Legends. 
this has been around for a couple years and it really hit the map this year. I think Cesar and Renee got into it and started dragging me into it. And for about two months, this was the everyday lunchtime excursion was dropping in Apex. Uh, a lot of second place finishes as have been documented on this podcast. And some sweet, like. sweet victories. Some sweet victories. Uh, me and Cesar had one where he got a shotgun kill at the very end, like jumping off a building after somebody as I was tying him up. And it was just, uh, it was perfect. Nothing. Uh, PUBG, I talked about PUBG on the podcast, of course, many, many years ago, but nothing like that uh, battle royale where you're shaking at the end of it. Like I'm physically shaking. I've been tense from the final showdown or where are the last groups at and all that sort of stuff. And that Apex Legends is a perfect one of those. And playing on PS5 with the DualSense triggers and stuff, it it feels like a really, really good game. Undo typing. Uh, this game might come up on y'all's list, I think. Kirby Forgotten Lands. Uh, ever since, like, in 64, I've wanted a 3D Kirby and not Crystal Shards. <laughs> and not the pseudo 3D like Klonoa. Uh, Klonoa might be on somebody's list. That's another one of the retro collections we got this past year. But this was a full 3D Kirby, and they did it. Renee says we need to go back to playing PUBG. We do. Um, they did it right. The mechanics were great. The story was great. The music's awesome. The level variety, the bosses, the collectability. I haven't quite finished this one yet, but every minute I had with uh, Kirby Forgotten Lands has been awesome. Uh, my cousin just got a Switch. He's in the ecosystem. What is it, six years old now almost? Is it the West Coast cousin? Still seems crazy. This is uh, Matt Ryan, city of Matt Ryan's cousin, but actual city of uh, Trevor La- Trevor Lawrence's cousin. <laughs> Shout out to friend of the show Mills for getting a switch. Oh, there we go. I was super lost. There we go. We got. Didn't, got didn't Mills game. get an Xbox also just recently? Yes, he did. He's almost all the gaming gaming edges. He's where Russell's at. Uh, Kirby Forgotten Lands, you can't go wrong. But I, wh- where I was getting at with that is uh, I told him there's a demo. I was like, this is one of these Switch games. He's like, what Switch games do I have to have? I was like, at least get the demo of this and try it out. I think it's going to be, it'll be that type game, but it's so much fun. So beautiful. It's really a showpiece for the OLED, too. All right, I've got my top one's going to be a no-brainer. Not my top one, but it's definitely my most played game. But very, I guess it's about a year ago. I feel like I played it in January. Uh, Sony released on PlayStation 5 the Uncharted Lost Legacy Collection, I believe was the name of it. And it took me maybe two weeks to get through Uncharted 4. I finally played it for the first time after all these years, and I could I could such not put game. it down. Such a it was good so good. It had such a perfect finish. And at the end, I'm in tears because I love all these characters, right? And I'm just like, man, this wrapped up beautifully. And at the end, I'm playing Crash Bandicoot all over again. It's like, oh, this is such a perfect callback. Then the camera pulls back, and there's an epilogue to that bit. And then my wife comes down as I'm, like, walking around as I don't want to ruin the end of Uncharted 4, even though it's an old game. I just played it for the first time this year. But as you're walking around as a certain character in the end, I'm just straight balling down here in the game room. And my wife's like, what's wrong? I'm like, it's it's her. (laughs) (laughs) But that just hit. That was such a perfect – it's a perfect game. I think Uncharted 4 is – I think it's top 10 worthy all time. Oh, and yeah. this PS5 version is just impeccable. It plays perfectly. I've I've said it before. Either it's 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 a hard it is a hard choice between two and four, of which is my favorite yeah. uncharted game. They are yep. both they are both just so good. 
but but four almost almost every time i'm like two well four well four well two you're arguing with you're arguing with yourself <laughs> yeah that ending of four like i loved every yeah. bit of the it is a story about husband and wife it's a story about business partners it's a story about brothers it ends up being a generational story by the end and it just all like as far as like storytelling and stuff goes it hit me every direction i freaking loved it it is truly a masterpiece uncharted 4 is video game perfection um and people say lost legacy is maybe as good if not better <laughs> i'm like okay so i've yet to play that one but uh that one is of course on the list then last but not least, I know it was on last year's list. It'll probably be on next year's list. We've all played a lot of this together. Uh, is Halo Infinite. I've complained a lot. I've raved a lot. Uh, just when I think I'll, something will wane interest. Uh, Cesar and Renee actually did it to me this time. They were like, man, we got to play Fiesta. We're hooked on Fiesta. This shit's good. And now I can't get away from Fiesta. Fiesta's so good, man. Fiesta's incredible. Fiesta. <laughs> it's a great equalizer. Um, when tactical feels like it's not going your way or you, you finally have less people because I have so many friends through Halo now or that I've drug into Halo that we often end up with big team bullshit, right? We all, mm -hmm. we, we end up with a big team battle as soon as we get five people. So I know there's a roadmap for next year's content for Halo Infinite. I'm hoping for maybe some 6v6 or 8v8, just some, some localized things that we can pick. They've already said the season three you're going to be able to pick from Forge maps, so that opens up a whole a whole new realm of maps, and that'll be awesome. Um, but I'm looking forward to more Halo Infinite in 2023, and probably Zelda is my most looked forward to title. I think. Very curious to see how it runs on this yeah Switch hardware, and then whatever surprises are coming. I know Digital Eclipse working on another retro thing of some sort, and uh konami seems to be in full force for several either... unannounced games yeah that they've, that they've teased yep so get soon. we get sui code one and two this year and silent hill 2. we do i forgot about those you're right cesar yep. i think sea of stars is this year which i'm very excited about i still want to check out that uh that rpg that just it, it's been out but it's out on game pass now that um unchained echoes i think it is or chained echoes downloaded that i want to check it out but uh oh, now you got me question now yeah but i guess uh, i want to clean up this studio maybe one of these times y'all be looking at me and i don't have this freaking black and yellow tubs behind me uh, there's plenty of room in here i just have to make room for myself but Put black and yellow in there you look like a steelers fan <laughs> or penguins or pirates yeah. but this yeah, i guess all in all this is a great year in games even more friends online and playing together with you guys. I feel like I've played more online with friends this year than in previous years, which I'm yeah. very grateful for. Even our perfect game of uh, Battlefield. Yes. Uh, they actually left us the other night on Halo to go play Battlefield, and me and Cesar <laughs> won't go to it because we're undefeated. <laughs> we haven't died or lost on Battlefield. We haven't even died. You realize that, right? <laughs> no hey, is that is that one of our games of the year since we're undefeated on Battlefield? <laughs> undefeated unkilled we beat the game <laughs> we beat the game oh let me touch on games played real quick because we had uh cesar and renee were here for new year so it was kind of an impromptu type thing renee who i hope is still in the chat had never played mario 64 ever never played super Brother. mario 64 
brother played it for the on. first time and i was like oh this is and did the big he did bomb at the top uh we also started a playthrough of ocarina of time which got to the deku tree i think it always gets to the deku yeah. tree and then it crashed and then you just loaded up the save inside the deku tree yes it did <laughs> i bumped the 64 somehow and it froze you know remember how the cartridges uh... would freeze if you bumped the system and then uh renee and i promptly defeated russell and cesar at a game of nfl blitz 2000 <laughs> It was close. It was like fifty-one forty-nine or something. Hey man, I had the worst team in the league. We had the worst team in the league. Y'all did. Y'all gave it a go. We had we had one of the better teams in that game. So it was a good competition. I'm always down for a close game like that. It's always a good time. But I just wanted to touch on some of those uh, New Year's games. That was a lot of fun. Uh, should have updated the roster, updated NFL rules. I would have won on that field goal. <laughs> yeah, you actually made a field goal, which I never seen on Blitz. Brent, one of my goals this year is to get you over here. We're gonna do something. Play NFL Hell Blitz. Yeah. Maybe we all stream something. I got. I'll clean this place up. I'll have some room in here. And we can. Uh, we can stream some crazy shit. We'll hook up something. I still want to do. I'm gonna get in touch with the extra life people. This is one of my things for 2023. I want to do some sort of extra life stream under no podcast where we do the charity type thing. I think it would be absolutely awesome. All right, I'm gonna hand over the mic. I'm done talking. Oh wait, one more thing. One more thing. This is important. This is important. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is important. <laughs> That's right. I don't think I've showed you that. What is this, this yet? I don't think I don't think this is quite up Brant's alley. You know that you know that symbol, right? It's monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specifically, green monster, which is the like OG monster with sugar. Yeah. Oh god. Monster energy zero sugar. Zero sugar. It the tastes OG like monster. that formula. Not the the bitch version they were giving out there with zero sugar. That tastes like water and fake sugar. Nope. This tastes like that formula that I remember from all those years ago. I'm not drinking it now. Monster. Would it take oh. 20 years to perfect the formula? I guess so. They mentioned that on the back. Damn. People have been blowing up our inbox for years asking for a Zero Sugar Monster. We get it, but this ain't Soda Pop, dude. Make it a Zero Sugar drink that's good enough to earn the Monster M ain't that easy. Finally, with a retooled energy blend, new sweetener system, and after hundreds of failed flavors, we got it right. Shit is good. Catch Richard <laughs> next like week. So- on uh aluminum and aspartame yes aluminum and aspartame <laughs> i've had it though i got a i found it at kroger so if anybody's hunting it the four pack was at kroger i didn't even see a price on it i was just like are you kidding me oh i'll pay whatever it takes see if there's 20 dollars. i don't even know i didn't even look at the receipt i had to have it <laughs> i had to have it it was worth whatever it was it was worth it that was, it was your 20 that was if your I just drink five dollars in one can, it was worth it. That was your Tony Stark moment. You just like I have to have it. I have to have it. <laughs> Buy it and box it up, put it in a warehouse somewhere. It's down here in the dungeon, so yeah. <laughs> it's where things go to sit. <laughs> <laughs> put it in All the right. tub. In, Which in one? No, no particular order. Because <gasps> I'm not doing all that. I mean, I literally typed this up like five minutes before we started the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't put the time in like you guys did, so. Uh, I guess I did my top five games for the year. I think in one of Richards and maybe Brands, I don't know. And it's the first one will be Halo Infinite. Yes. I uh, played a lot more this year. I think when I did my little Xbox achievement bullshit thing and said that out of the 250 hours of Xbox I played, 240 of it was Halo Infinite. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what were the other 10 hours. In, the other but... 10 hours? System settings? <laughs> I, well, I don't know what I would what the fuck what the fuck would I be doing there for ten hours, but I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, that or uh, Crunchyroll or some bullshit like that, where I'm waiting for games of Halo Infinite to start, where I'll, I'll fire up Crunchyroll not to get into something. 
Yeah. But uh, as uh, Richard has mentioned, uh, Fiesta has uh, reawakened that for me. I'm not that great in tactical, and I'm okay with tactical after a while. After a while, it pisses me off. Yeah. Um, That's all of us. That's not just you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man, because I shoot. I mean, I shoot those persons like 85. I shoot whoever's in front of me like 85 times in the chest, and they shoot me once, and I'm dead. And I'm like, and they shoot me in the elbow or something like that. I'm like, whatever. So <laughs> they're not getting you in the head. Yeah, it's like the yeah, whatever, man. But I, I do love some Fiesta. Uh, I do like our big team battle excursions. Um, outside of the random people who will drive us off the cliff, uh, that, that's annoying. Um, they that shall not be mentioned. Yes, I don't, I don't even know who be mentioned. You're looking around like they're near you or within your proximity. But we're in the chat. You're gonna call them out, Cesar? No, nah, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. A lot, a lot of Halo Infinite. That was most of my Saturdays this year. Um, even if I didn't have time to play games every week, uh, that was usually my most played one. Um, yeah. I think I played. I always that look forward to Saturdays with you guys. Uh, I think I recently started playing it on Steam yesterday, and it looks like a. I'm on, on this computer. I have it looks like an OG Xbox game. So, <laughs> and then it prompted me to go online. It's like, how much does it cost for me just to build a computer? And then went down that rabbit oh, hole. No. Oh no, Cesar. <laughs> Oh God! It's um, like an OG Xbox game. It's it, pretty I'll, good. I'll send you. I'll send you a picture. It looks like a, it came on the original Xbox. Like the the models and everything looks like it, it came right off the original Xbox. Oof. It's it's really bad. I'm like, you see, I got it's really really bad. And I have the same one, right? Yeah. It's like I went in when I went to settings, everything was on low, and it's still <laughs> like <laughs> it looks like an original nice. Xbox game. Yeah. You might you might prefer that version. You might like this is the one to play. Yeah. This is the one they finally made it. They finally did it. <laughs> it looks the right. Look I was craving. This is the retro look I needed. <laughs> this is how it should look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess number. F- I guess the next one up that surprised me a lot this year was uh Utakiru, which is a U- Utakil, which uh, I played. I don't know in July or in August, which is a uh, a visual novel mixed with a shoot 'em up. Um, I've I remember you talking about this one. Yeah. Yeah, I threw it on my PlayStation just to fuck around with it. And I ended up playing it all the way to the end on that whole weekend. So it really pulled me through. And it was like that uh, Rampa story style. And then it has like the, it's just like a shoot 'em up where you get power ups and you go through and you fight bosses. And I think it was, it was a good balance of the two and they kept everything interesting. And it, it, uh, it's something that really surprised me and it still stuck to me. Uh, when I thought about this list, that was the first thing I thought of surprisingly, even though there was other games I played more of this year. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I've always been a fan of visual novels. I've always been a fan of shoot 'em up. So marriage between the two was great for me, and it had that little bit of twist of uh, Ace Attorney in there as well. So because there was a lot of uh, gathering evidence and solving crimes type situation in there, and pre- presenting evidence. So I feel uh, like that one got you like thir- Thirteen Sentinels got you a couple years ago. Oh, Thirteen Sentinels! I still think about Thirteen Sentinels, man. I sometimes wake up from a, a good dream and for an hour. <laughs> I think about 13 Sentinels a lot. Yeah. Although 13 Sentinels. Um, I guess the next one up on my list would probably be uh, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, mm. That one, I don't think it grabbed me as much as the first one did. But then again, I did a lot of traveling in between, so I, I had to take breaks in between before I played it. But I did enjoy it. Uh, this one was very meaty. Um, there was a lot more gameplay-wise versus the first one. Uh, and which I, I know Brent mentioned that the pacing could be an issue for some. Uh, it, it's weird how I, I think it's borderline for me. I think 
there's some areas they'll throw you in. It's like, oh, do this area. And then it's like there's shit you can't get to because you don't have uh, access to it with certain items that you need later. Because I'm that type of person who gets an area like, all right, I'm going to do everything I fucking can in this area and go. Just close this area off and check mark and never come back. And there's some shit in like, oh, can't do this shit because you didn't yeah. get this to like in game. I'm like, fuck. And I was you're, like, yeah, I'm, you're exploring stuff. And then you hear the, the character you're traveling with go, I don't think you can uh, do that yet. Or, yeah, I don't think you have the yeah. right piece of equipment for that. It's like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Is it I just artificially it. gating you off, or is it is it padding on the end game sort of thing? It, it's it's like that thing where like it lets you explore. It, it's it's trying to on one of those things that prolong it. Let you explore to a certain extent, which is probably like eighty percent of the map, and then like that last twenty percent is that last item. But it's not a bullshit thing where the last twenty percent is you go in there with the last item you need to get in there, and it gives you like, oh, it's a, a, a stupid chest that gives you more material to make stuff is like usually something it's worth your time basically yeah because there's some stuff in game that i, I there, like there's some stuff like before the final boss say, hey why don't you do some shit around the, the realm like there's some stuff i did in there like there was a whole fucking new area that was like huge that had a whole story bit that happened on there that continued one of the character stories and i'm like holy shit man i i, I just wanted to beat the game i was like but i literally could have probably spent another three or four hours in that one area alone just wow backstory and it was huge so, I mean, that game is like if, if you if you got a lot of time, that's one of those ones that you want to just go through and take your time with. Uh, at, at a certain point, I just wanted to get it done. So I went through there. Uh, whether or not I'm going to go back and go through it again, I I probably one of those ones that if when they do the new game plus later on this year and I have a itch for it, I might do a new game plus and start from scratch and just kind of just go through it from there. Because at that point, the, I, when I did the new game plus for God, uh, God of War 2018, we're naming stuff like we're naming movies, uh, God of War 2018. Um, I, I did the new game plus and that was that was pretty cool. I like that a lot. Uh yeah. going through that gameplay and it was pretty quick. So but yeah, graphically it looked great. Uh story is probably it's up there. Uh I mean ah, it's good, man. Story's really good. It didn't end the way I thought it was gonna end. Uh I, I think they did a pretty good job and there's a good direction they can go with in the future of those games. Uh I was about to say, is there gonna be another one with the way they ended that, the way you said that? There's two different ways you can go with that game at this yeah. point. So they, they, said, they said that this was the end of that Norse... Norse the, the Norse mythology. The Norse mythology, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so two games? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they, they did a lot. It's a, this game is pretty... They did a lot. Man. Yeah, it's a lot in this game, yeah. I mean, they cover a lot. And the boss battle was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's very well done. It, it really is. Um, and I think... The next one of which I was actually just playing today, because uh, as Richard saw, it's a, a splat fest was going on this weekend. I just finished up maybe two hours ago. I knew I that'd be on your list this match. year. It almost made mine playing online with y'all was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I Splatoon three. I think I put in ninety hours in Splatoon three last year. Um, it's one of my most played games, surprisingly. Uh, this one is the part of the first Splatoon that actually completed the single player in it, which reminded me a lot of a Dreamcast game. Uh, that quirkiness uh, in that story was pretty good. I I don't think I've ever... I've tried going through... I don't know if there's a solo single-player mo- uh, mode in the first platoon. Or, and I know there's one in the second with expansion, but I never got far into it. Uh, I always lost interest. I always felt like the, the gameplay was always the multiplayer. But this one, the story pulled me in. Uh, the multiplayer is good because uh, I, I enjoy the free battles, the ranking system. Um I like uh, the diversity in the ranking matches. I wish it would spread it up more on the open paint areas and just kind of make it more diverse because I do like the clan blitz and 
and like their version of cap the zones and the tower control and you know uh we also played uh what was it um salmon run which uh is it's not that bad but you get to get a good group in there um it's that fucking bullshit game where you're just going through and unlocking a hundred level battle pass which it's got me doing that shit again right now because i think the hundred level battle pass is good until the end of february um so i'm like level 10 i'm like shit i'm already behind because i think it started in december or something like that so i'm trying to unlock everything um but yeah i, I put it a shit ton of hours in Splatoon. that's definitely up there as one of the games i've played and pretty close um uh, and then my number one game i don't know if it's my number one but my most played game from last year that really grabbed me was uh, elden ring um yeah i thought this might make the list too yeah, it, <laughs> i mean i don't, you I don't make like you want to play it I don't like difficulty-based games because uh, I don't I'll have time for it and the patience for it. Uh, right. There's always something else for me to play. Um, but this one, I felt, was pretty fair on how you can go through. And that, I mean, I, I there were some areas I just bowled through and just get the weapons that I want and then just threw my character the way I needed it. I think the open world made it easier for me because I've played other Dark Souls games and it's always like a closed, linear game where it kind of fo- makes you follow a path into an open go area and then the you're same kind of, like, path. stuck in the area. Every this time you could have like literally if you wanted to get ahead, read some guides, you're like, all right, if you want to build this type of build of a character, then go get this weapon over here. And you can kind of just haul ass and just try to survive as people just cut you down, trying to get to that weapon you need to sit there and get your build going. Um, this is probably the most story for one, the easiest one with Lord to get into. Uh, but it's still kind of confusing, though. But it's I still have yet to beat it. I'm at the very end. And it's like I'm like level 150, and it's like no matter how much you level up, it's still difficulty. It's not like you can sit there and max level and be like, all right, this game's easy now. It, they fucking adjust with you, so can't grind it out. Uh, maybe it's it's all skill based, man. I mean, you have to sit there and keep going and going until you get it. For me, that's for me at least. And you just got gods out there who can just do it on one hit, <laughs> like with a Guitar Hero guitar, yeah, or on the fucking DDR dance pad. Um, <laughs> I mean, holy shit. But yeah, that the game's beautiful. Uh, I, I don't know, man. This is probably the only Souls game I will ever get into. Uh, it's not usually my cup of tea. I didn't even play the. I didn't even get into uh, the Dark Souls of Legend of Zelda games. Pretty dot heroes. But, um, I like knowing that that that's a it's a low barrier of entry. You can just get into this one and be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the only thing that aggravates me is like after they updated the game, there, there's certain like hints to put on the map now. So now it's kind of good to play if you haven't played it yet. But they'll put certain hints in the map, like, oh, you can find this character and get this story bit, uh, beat, because before that, I, I missed it completely, and then when I went back to get to that character, they're no longer there. So it's like, I lost my chance to get an item or interact with this character that I could potentially meet later on, and I was like, that sucks. Um, but they kind of put, like, these icons now on the, the map now, where you can like, okay, there might be something interesting you might want to see over here that is time, like, limited time base uh, action. So, But yeah, yeah, those are my five most memorable games of 2022. Those all check out. No surprises on that list, Cesar. Yeah. I'll kick that over to uh, Brant to finish out his. Bring us home. Ring out 2022 and ring in 2023, Brant. <laughs> uh, as I did last year, my presentation is going to be a slightly different. Um, it's not based on the game I played most or anything like that. It's, it's, it's games that, that strictly, um, when I looked back at my list, because since being on this podcast, I've, 
every time I play a game, I pull up the notes on my phone and I have a notepad to where I play the game. I write it down. I beat it. I go back next to that game and I put the date that I beat it. Oh, um, as Got of, an extensive list at this point. <laughs> at, at this year, uh, I, well, every t- every year I start a new one. Okay. Um, so this uh, this past year in 2022, I played some. I've, I played more games than last year. I played around uh, ab- about 80 games. Oh. Um, but last year I completed more games. This year I only did uh, completed about 20 of those 80. Um. Which isn't, my book. which isn't bad, but it, you know, also we have to consider that there were a lot of live service games that you don't technically ever beat. Right. You just continue to play them. You continue right. the grind. Uh, uh, like watch 2, which might end yeah. up on your list. My list is... I looked at all the games I played, and the ones that really uh, stood out or made an impression, I put them off to the side. Uh, and then I put them uh, in a category, and now I'm doing my own uh, <laughs> Brant McKee's uh, the McKees. uh, <laughs> Game of the Year Awards uh, presented by okay, uh, Jeff Keeley. Um, <laughs> not Thunder <not> Mifflin. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll. I'll they the Dunder Awards? What was their thing? <laughs> Dundies. The Dundies. That's the Dundies. right. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just get these out of the way. These are my honorable mentions. Uh, in, no per- <laughs> in no particular order, um, I have Overwatch 2, for obvious reasons. I've been playing that a lot with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a game I haven't played since probably early 2018, since you know the first one. And then slowly got back in it. Took me a second to get my groove, but it's got its hooks into me. We're... Constantly playing it, trying to do the daily stuff, get through the the battle passes. Uh, me and the misses actually completed the battle pass last night. We're we're excellent. Um, they've got a new um, uh, arcade mode thing going because they've they've arcade themed uh, they've themed several different characters in this uh, Olympus style. So. You have like a character themed after Hermes, after uh, Hades, after um, Zeus, and uh, there's a Gorgon, cool. and and there's a mode where it's eight players, free for all. You pick one of those characters, and the first person to twenty kills uh, gets, you know, wins. And all the characters, That's exciting. Uh, all the characters are in their themed uh, skin and. During this uh, battle royale kind of thing, they all have special abilities that lend to whichever character you are. So, like the Gorgon, she's she's a she's a sniper, and when you use her um, special ability, if you look at her while she's sniped in, you turn to stone. So that's dope. <laughs> and there's everybody this game has does stuff like that. They do more with their characters than any other of these live service games. Oh yeah. Like, for, for as much time as we've put into Halo Infinite, and we had fun grinding for the Santa hat, right? Cesar mm-hmm. made it a big thing, and we all had to get the Santa hat. And I got the that Santa hat's one, hilarious. one evening. Yeah, it doesn't take yeah. long. But, like, it doesn't add anything. It's it's just your person with a Santa hat, right? And mm-hmm. sorry, Renee. Renee's paying for cosmetics out there. <laughs> but, like, what they lean into with this game, 
like it would be like having a coal train special mode and gears or you know they, they don't you don't see companies doing that with these and they mm. they really do do that that junkenstein thing i played was a lot of fun if i had room i feel like if i had room for another game <laughs> it would be it would be this for one of those right for one of those yeah um let's see, the an next... honorable mention jesus yeah. what major actual list the 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 next one uh, that I have written down is Majora's Mask uh, for the 3DS, uh, as an honorable mention. Um, this was the first time beating Majora's Mask. Um, as Cesar has said before, this is within the darkest timeline. It's a very different Zelda game, but holy, oh, it, it's it's so dang good. It's such a good story. I gotta give this and, shot another shot. Uh, the dark story beats once you once you take in everything because um, I I at least wanted to get the the fierce deity mask and to do that you have to collect every mask and doing that at least you get to experience a lot of the different storylines and story beats that happen around you in these repeating three days that you go through. I think that's good game design, right? It's not oh, just yeah. go here and get this mask. It's you're going to get this and there's going to be some sort of... Um, and the, Cesar mentioned it with the side quest in God of War. I think about The Witcher 3. Like It's not just Warcraft, World of Warcraft. Like Go kill three bunny hides and bring them back to advance to your next thing. Like They put something... When, what was this, 1999 or 2000? Mm-hmm. 2000 was Majora's Mask. They put these specific side quests and story beats assigned to one of these items that they both end up paying off in the end. And it's, it's just good game design. Yeah. And, and, and to see all the different, the different story beats, I mean, there's a little bit of, you know, romantic tragedy. There's a little bit of, of silly, uh, just crazy humor where, you know, you have to, there's a hand that it comes out. That's looking for toilet paper. It needs toilet paper, but you just give it a, a title deed. So you he give can, it a deed. Yeah. Yes, a, <laughs> so he can wipe. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there, there's all sorts of crazy little things I've got in to there. Give this game a shot. Just as much as I love Ocarina. And there's there's a a, a a thing where you have to protect the ranch from these aliens. It's it's one of the craziest Zelda games I've ever played, and and it's probably one of my favorite Zelda games now. Where wow. before I I couldn't even give it a chance because. Uh, it put me off so much the first, you know, couple times I tried That's to get me. into it. That's been me. But this, especially once I, I, I sat down, looked up a, you know, a guide that I could just kind of lightly follow that wasn't going to spoil anything, and and played through it. It was it's such a good experience. Yeah. And then the ending, how it just goes through all these things that you knew from those three days and just kind of completes everything. It's it. It was a great game. It's it's a great game. Not just an expansion pack, huh? Or uh, oh, Cesar, what's the term? Hack. Rom hack. Rom hack. That's it. <laughs> they tied all the threads and stuff together. Um, this one might come back around, um, because I am still playing it. I have not completed it yet. I'm still on day four, but um, Parasite Eve made it into mm-hmm. my honorable mentions because it is such a damn good game. PlayStation One game. Um, I'm still working through it, so, but I'm still having a lot of fun, and the story is is what's really good. The combat's so different from anything else that you'd experience in a 
Square Enix game of the time. Um, and the visuals, just how, how they still stand up to today. Um, both the regular graphic visuals look just still looking stunning to the, uh, I talked about it, you know, the, the other week where you have these horrific, grotesque mutations of these animals and in, into these beasts. And it's, it, it, it still looks pretty crazy. Uh, even through this, that's what I remember from it. Isn't it like a mouse or a possum or something? Is one yeah, of the first things first that's like, see, <laughs> yeah, the mouse just like freaks out. Yeah. And just, yeah. Oh, it was so good. Um, you had it on your list. Uh, TMNT Shredder's Revenge. Uh, we all had a great time with that classic return to form. God, it's so much just fun. like the Turtles in Time. Uh, just, did y'all did y'all finish that without me? Because I don't think I finished. No, it. I still have not finished it. Okay, yeah. We got to get back in there, but it, it still was good enough to make our lists. <laughs> uh, another PS one game, um, Klonoa door to Phantom mile. Uh, I played and completed that PS one classic. And then like a month later, we got the, the remasters announced. Thank so you, Brant, for bringing I that, will to that us. into existence somehow. What are you doing next? Parasite Eve? Is that your next flex? <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Uh, and then, of course, last uh, on my honorable mentions, uh, Halo Infinite, for obvious reasons. We continue, as both of y'all have said, we just we continue to to go into that. Uh, every time we're getting to the point where uh, we're we're finished with this, it's you know we're tired of the 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 BS. Um, they they update, they give us that little bit. We find something cool. We get in this, yeah. We get into this niche game modes, whether it's yep. land grab or fiesta or whatever, and we just wind up having a great time. God, so. bring back land grab. We still can't. <laughs> we can't select it right now, can we? No. God, land grab is so good. Damn, I will play some land grab. I will leave this podcast to play some land grab. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now I'm going to get into my games of the year. Um. This is and, tough. You've mentioned a lot of stuff that you I know you like this year. So each you game, a shit ton of games. Yes. Though. Uh, each game, I I thought about the game and I put it into a suitable category. So as for, let's see, I'll start my way down here and work up. So as for my action adventure game of the year, mm. I have Kirby and the Forgotten Lands. Excellent title. Uh, we haven't, like you said, we haven't had a true 3D Kirby. Uh, both me and my son got this at the same time, um, played it side by side, you know, oh, did you find this in this level? Oh, did you find to, it? Yeah. Looking forward you to know, stuff like that. Uh, just, just constantly going through trying to get, um, the collectibles and, you know, make sure we have the, have the high ranking in the level and, uh, beating the different bosses, um, Talking about uh, you know, getting stuck on the same boss, uh, talking about our strategies for beating it and what power ups are we going to use and this, that and the other. <laughs> it's it's a damn good game. And then afterward, there's like a boss rush mode. There's, you know, a Coliseum and all this stuff that you can do. Um, it was definitely um, the switch has brought out the high points and the, 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 the big returns. We had Metroid Dread. That was a big return for 2D Samus, and it was, you know, probably the best selling. We've, we now we've had Kirby in the Forgotten Lands, huge game, sold gangbusters. You know, we had uh, Breath of the Wild, that was huge. We've had um, 3D Mario. Mario, yeah, Mario Odyssey, and 
uh, we're it they they keep bringing back uh you know we have rumors of a uh f0 coming back possibly so <laughs> if if they can keep bringing back the big hits and knocking them out of the park every time 100% I'm there for it let's go Nintendo Kirby was, and I was Kirby. just thinking about the Kirby Cafe where you had the mm-hmm. gotcha game and you would unlock things and go back to the the cafe or the hub world and upgrade your items and things like that it just had so much depth to it in the very simple Kirby way oh that's a good game um let's see I put this as my handheld game of the year this is a GBA game uh Crash Bandicoot a huge adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Whose uh, game of the year award list is that on outside? <laughs> <laughs> I go wacky. I go wacky. This was the Vicarious Visions. Vicarious uh, Visions. Uh, I think it was like the first Crash Bandicoot GBA game. I want to say, um, but it's good. It's good. It's got everything. It's it had you know the running away uh, from the from the polar bear and all this stuff. Vicarious knocked it out. You had uh, me looking this. this one up it when was, you were talking was, about. Yes, it. I played it um, earlier on in the year, but this was this is one of those that uh, it's it's short. I want to say it's only like uh, four four like levels and each. Are e- for the four stages, and each stage only has like maybe five levels or something like that that you go through. Uh, Wasn't there like a hang gliding, like a full three D hang gliding yeah, or flying there, or something? There, there was there was all sorts of all, all sorts of different varied gameplay, and it, it's just like a regular like full on Crash Bandicoot two or three kind of style, and it was it was so good and just all GBA. It was all done on the <laughs> Game Boy Advance. It was ridiculous. Uh, which, no business playing on that no, platform somehow. No. So that's that's what made it my handheld uh, game of the year. Crash Bandicoot, a huge adventure. Huge adventure. Handheld game of the year. Better than uh, Kirby Forgotten Lands, also a handheld game. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. I played it all pro controller on the TV. Okay. Um, my best local party game of the year. I have this as... Uh, PlayStation Playroom VR. Not only is this a free game, but it's <laughs> it's an amazing game. This is the Good one game. that I told you about where you can play um, a lot of games. Uh, four four uh, people can play with controllers. One person can play with the headset. You've got this is the you one know, you were going to hook up for the kids party, right? Yes, I yeah. did, and then we proceeded to play it for like two hours after everybody left uh and then like a couple days later we <laughs> we had played it as well yeah. just going through all the things good uh stuff. good stuff the game where you uh go into a bar and you're the person in the headset is the new sheriff in town and they've got a you've got the controller and you've got to you know shoot the bad guy where everybody else behind you is having to describe the bad guy that they see on the wanted poster and it gets more difficult and more difficult and uh if you get it oh, wrong the bad guy like that for Oculus, the bad that guy shoots you and it just sticks to the glass of the <laughs> you can shake it off uh that's great there's, uh you know the 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 thing where the uh the mice have to get cheese and you're a cat and you're behind some curtains and the cat's got to peek out of the curtains so the the players all run around as little mice and you have to stop moving for the mice to hide 
and the cat as the cat you either lean forward or lean back to pop your head out of the curtains and if you stay out too long the dog comes by and jumps on your face and licks you and uh there was there's several different game modes to that and like i said it's it's a free vr game it's and free if you was, that, PS, was it download only yeah it's a download only thing never was put on a disc no damn but I, there again i think i believe it was playstation studios or uh, not japan studios uh, doing oh, their doing their work, their games. Yeah. doing their work. So uh, it was. It's an amazing game, and for it to be to be free, if you've got a PSVR, you've got no excuse. Download be, it, play it. It's amazing. I'll be checking that one out. I'm convinced I'm gonna have to hook mine up for the uh, the Psychonauts sequel, anyways. Yeah. Um, and then one more before I get to my game of the year. Oh. Uh, this one is my. I just have it as. Uh, backlog slash list of shame. So this is the the game that I've I finally crossed off my backlog uh, or my list of shame, never playing, uh, and that I absolutely loved. Uh, and that would be, be Metal Gear Solid Three Snake, Snake Eater. Eater. This game still has me in a dream. <laughs> what a thrill this game was! In a to dream, play. <laughs> Snake Eater. Oh, um, you're still climbing the ladder somewhere. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm still climbing that. <laughs> still climbing up that ladder, that huge ladder. Uh, this so I can't off. can't believe I waited um, so long to play this game. Um, I'm still. That's one of those things where I still need to go back and get back into the Metal Gear Solid franchise. I believe I am... Uh, what is this? You were I'm playing at Phantom 2, weren't you? Yeah, I'm at Phantom Pain. Phantom Pain. Because I'm trying to play them in sequential order. Yeah. Or chronological order. Yep. Uh, technically. I've um, never played Phantom Pain. I played the shit out of Ground Zeroes and absolutely adored every minute of it. And I've never played Phantom Pain. It was it, Grand Zeroes. It feels a little different, but it was pretty good. God, I, I, I love actually, that. I really I love that, that playground. Just that prison and trying mm-hmm. to do all the things in that prison. But something about I think because Phantom Pain came out with all the Kojima nonsense, like I yeah. think it put me off. Like this, this thing has to be a mess. Um, but yeah, Snake Eater. Uh, Snake Eater is. It's it's renowned as as the pinnacle, really. Uh, a lot of people say it is the the best Metal Gear Solid, and I understand why. Yeah. It is. I haven't, like I said, I still haven't played through all of them, but it's an amazing game. The story, the combat, e- everything just just works so well in that game. Yeah. Um. When I played through the original, I played through before the subsistence with the camera and all that. I played the mm-hmm. original build of that. And oh, I that's did a good game. I did the thing where I would play it on um PS3 and then I would uh transfer it to my PS Vita. Who else uh, used transferring in their games of the year discussion? <laughs> uh and and you know that that alone too was also kind of ahead of its time honestly it just worked yeah um in especially in an era of uh them balking at you for doing stuff like no you can't you can't copy that save to a memory card and do this yeah that'll ruin the integrity of the save or whatever or their reason was i i 
think I would agree with you. It is not my. F- it comes down to like best and favorite Metal Gear Solid, yeah. right? So I think my favorite, the first one is like it's almost like Zelda games or Mario Karts or I guess even F Zeros, but like the first one that you really latched onto, yeah, is the one that like I really love that Game Boy Advance F Zero, uh, Maximum Velocity, and um, but I think I think it's one of those cases. But an argument could be made for one or three, I believe, easily as best favorite. It, it'd be a toss up. They're they're just so good. In their own ways. I haven't beat two. It, two was uh, I was playing pretty far on two a couple years back. I know two was pretty contentious because of what they did. I think yeah, because you start out as Snake, but then oh, they wind troll. up troll. Yeah, you want like up, Halo two. Yeah, playing as somebody different for the entire rest of the game. Yeah. And then some of the weird stuff at the end, which has ended up being oddly prophetic <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> yeah. But yes, Snake Eater. All right, Eater Brian, lay it, lay it on us. It's there. Snake Eater. Uh, all the right. One, right? Played I played it PS3 and Vita, PS3 yes. PS3 and Vita, yeah. Either way, amazing way. Amazing way to play. Easy. I don't know what this would be. So you got a hunch? What has he played most and talked about most? Overwatch is real heavy. But that's the that thing list. is it's it's not based on what I played the most or or anything like that. Right. Well, I'm trying to think what stuck out. Like what what did what hit Brant hard this year? I'm drawing a blank. You've mentioned so many of them. Oh, maybe, Splatoon. Maybe Klonoa. <laughs> maybe Klonoa. I already had Klonoa in my honorable mentions. He did. he did the PS1 version. This was going to be the <laughs> you PBA include the one. PS1 version. Not and your the second remaster. place uh, handheld game of the year. <laughs> yeah, did you <laughs> second place? Oh yeah, those were in there. That was pretty good. Uh, my game of the year for 2020 um, is a very simple game. Simple but amazing. Pong. Simple and clean. Simple and clean. Simple or breakout. I would accept breakout as an answer. My game of the year for 2020 is none other than Stray. Stray! A game which we got for free, but I enjoyed so much and felt it necessary to to support them even farther and got a physical copy. You adopted a Stray? Uh, actually wound up... Uh, I did wind up finding a, a, a cat this past year, uh, but be, considering I and it is an orange cat. Uh, orange cats are dope. But considering I already have four of them, I um, was able to find a nice home for it, and it winds up uh, going with my my father and his wife. Excellent. So excellent. Thought you were gonna uh, say you threw it right back out in the rain. <laughs> it's like oh, Brant. No, this poor poor little this guy. Went, poor little this guy. Went left field. Home. Poor little guy needed a home, and he was sick. Stray. So, but uh, Stray was an is an amazing game. And you streamed um, it. You streamed it on our I channel. Sh- I streamed it, completed it. Yeah. I completed it on like International Cat Day as well. Uh, <laughs> That's very random, Brand. <laughs> uh, the only game that keeps track of how many times you meow. Uh, very cool. Um, it's a it's a great little game. Um, kind of dystopian future. 
Um, robot people, right? But yeah, robot people, and you you walk around as a cat, and you you save uh, save the world, uh, and well, you basically you fall down into the depths of this world um, where everything has been shut off because humans just kind of left their the robots and everything else down there because of the pollution and everything and you're it's you're as the cat you start off in everything's just overgrown um you're in kind of an urban environment but everything is overgrown and the and the cat winds up falling down and so you wind up getting in into this journey to get back to where you belong but also to help open the world back up to these to these robots uh and it's it's such an interesting and different game uh and it worked really well yeah Mm -hmm. uh and like i said i streamed it i enjoyed it a lot i enjoyed it a lot enough for it to be my my game of the year stray hey we got a varied list but we have halo infinite on all of our lists but yeah and oh, of course. Platoon would have been on mine and Brant's. I thought about it, but I I wound up falling off pretty hard. I enjoyed playing with y'all. That was it. Just oh. stuck out as one of those. Uh, it was a lunchtime game there. Yeah. Probably for about a month. Like uh, what you call it was. I think I'd still be <laughs> playing it if it was easier to play. Um, Apex Legends. I know that's not descriptive. What you call it's not descriptive. Um. I think we'd still be on it a little bit heavier if it was easier to freaking play online and not be so crazy to stupid Nintendo Online BS. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks. Hey, 2023, maybe we'll get some more Nintendo Switch Online titles. TV and link cables and link our phones together so we can have a conversation. Uh, I would accept that as an answer. Uh, private LAN, VLAN, <laughs> VLAN our conversation. All right. That's our year in review, I guess. Yeah. 40 minutes. I thought it was going to be a long-ass show. All right. You guys got anything you want to add? Happy New Year. Yeah, amen. Happy to uh, have gamed with you guys this year and... Um, in the coming the years? Previous couple years and hopefully in the next couple years, yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios. <laughs>
went into a local game. Yeah, they they had it uh, fully boxed, everything just just sitting in there. I'm like, that ain't bad. It was like twenty something bucks. I was like, hell yeah, let me buy that. Remember when that came out? I was so disappointed. I was like, oh god, this looks horrible. Then they stuck with that. Like the say, that's the only version of three we've we've had released. And so. the PSP one was the same style, right? Mm, yeah. Added shit. PS1, P, the PSP one is still pretty affordable if you can find it. I think that's the one I ended up repurchasing. Mm-hmm. I may have three from the DS days. Or it may be on my alternate storefront. <laughs> Renee says, I can't hear you, Brant. Uh-oh. That's not good. He's on OBS. Do I have to mute one of y'all for that to work again? Uh, I haven't had to do that in a long time. Huh? I don't know. We'll see. I can't hear you, Brant. It's got to be something this says, I can't hear you, Brant. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you. Or was that me saying that's not good? I haven't had to do that in a long time. All right, let's mute. Yeah, Cesar, give me not, some audio real quick. It's not mm, audio. Audio, audio, audio. All right, I'll mute Cesar. We know he works. Uh, let's see if it brings Brant back. Mm. It's the weird mute one. Unmute the other. Mic test, mic test. Everybody get some audio. Are you checking, Brant? Audio. <laughs> audio. Resident Evil. I'll do that. Mm. Did you hear Cesar on the playback? Cesar's. Yeah. Nope, still can't hear me. That's weird. All I did was mute Cesar. Mm. You can still hear Cesar. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Delete me. Delete me. Oh, my God. Then revive me. Why are we doing this? And I'm recording. I just have to clip out all this crap. I'll put it at the end. All right, Brent, you getting deleted? Bye, bye, Brent. Move. Are you sure you wish to remove Brent? <laughs> I've named I've named your source, Brent. <laughs> You're gonna be removed. And back. NDI. Brant. Source name. He's here in the flesh. I got room for like one more. All right. I heard you say we've got room for one more. I'll see if we get on the show. It's always one of us, right? Oh, I took over the screen. Here in the flesh. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yep. You're back. Mm. Well done. Thanks, Renee. He has been erased, Renee. And revived. Revive me. (laughs) (laughs) So that's our time for a Gears playthrough, man. (laughs) Uh, Sure. We've played through them all, except we haven't played through Judgment. Do we we pony it up and play through Judgment for once? That's at the bastard version? Yeah, that's the Baird. (laughs) Oh. Baird and... uh, Benjamins. 
you know what we got on? We got to get on before um, EA shuts the servers down. Black. TF2. It's They're going to cut that off? The 2023, they're shutting the servers down. Just for for everything? For consoles? Uh, uh, for PS3. <laughs> that TF2. Cesar's <laughs> mm. so now playing the Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. He's not got time for us. Not, nothing uh, nothing of value he's missed. <laughs> 361 is oh, a better boy. one anyways. Yes, it is. So it's all versions of that? Except the PC one, I'm guessing? Uh, Well, yeah, it's because EA is the one that handled this port. They're shutting right. down the servers that they're running for this. That's right. So, obviously, you can still play the, uh, the single players, which um, I watched some content about this today, and it's okay. It's playable-ish. It's the first one I had and had experience with. I played through Portal in that one. Yeah, Portal is... It has its moments, apparently. Like, the game doesn't necessarily like you um, looking through the portals. It has significant uh, frame drops. I like the Switch one. The Switch one does that. Get your Team Fortress... Okay, I'll throw this out there. I may have played Team Fortress 2... Once or twice. I've never really played it. Played oh, it. Would it be our cup of tea? I played it a lot on PC. It's really good. <laughs> I remember playing it a lot back in the day. And it works on, on console? On 360. It works on console? Yeah. Or we join the year of our Lord 2023 and we play on <laughs> play on PC like Cesar suggested. Because it's part of that $6 Steam pack that they yeah. give out that's like 18 titles. <laughs> and of course, this is like a super early build where there's only like four maps or something like that. Oh, they anyway. probably stopped updating it, yeah. Yeah. I would imagine. All right, we're all back in action. When we beat Babylon's Fall, we'll switch to Team Fortress 2. On which, which I'll, I the guess... online I'll, is free, right? We'll talk about next week, but yeah. Uh, or <laughs> in a couple of days, but I actually popped in Babylon's Fall. Oh, God, here we and, go. And started it. We're just waiting on you, guys. Richard. I gotta yeah. get, well, give us a quick, give us a hot, hot take. Uh, it looks like ass. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that accurate? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it look it looks like a like a early PS3 game, Oof. and you get that like it look. It almost looks like it's supposed to be the style of the game. Is is sometimes when you like turn your camera, pan the camera around when you're in a fight, you'll get that kind of ghosting schmear on the screen but it just it doesn't look good like the motion blur is wrong yeah the motion blur is like it, it, some in sometimes uh it seems to be turned way up can you turn it off i've not delved that deep into it okay uh i mean the combat's actually halfway decent i do oh, notice a good bit of like but of like input lag though like you you have to you have to make sure you're ready to jump well in advance and press the button. Yeah. That sucks. Because I, I there's heard, a noticeable... I heard a good like, bit of butt there for a minute, and I was like, well, that's in the game. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a, 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 a good bit of time where I press the button, and it just, whoop. Oh. Takes a, it takes a second. Is this episode 240? Yeah. All right, y'all ready? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Now that we're 10 minutes into recording. <laughs> Tiger Wood mugshot canvas shop now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
What? So, Brant, what is Brant? We're supposed to be we're supposed to be recording. What are you talking about? What is this? It's an ad that I have. Complete you your it? collection. Did you buy it? No. Says you have a collection. <laughs> yeah, shop now. Shop you now. Get? It's a uh, seventy-three dollars and fifty cents. Says bad. you have a collection. Complete. Yeah. <laughs> Do you collect mug shots or just Tiger Woods photos? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's both. so weird. Tiger Woods what you, mug shots. What is this, Gamatsu? Or no, this is VGC that this is on. It's an Something eBay weird. ad. Yeah. Should be like an Etsy item, right? Yeah. 